Hey everybody, this is Timothy Lawson from Fuel for Warriors. You're listening to Veteran on the Move with my man, Joe Crane. I'm super excited that you're tuning in because he will be your Pathfinder to Freedom. Welcome to Veteran on the Move. If you're a veteran in transition, an entrepreneur wannabe, or someone still stuck in that J-O-B trying to escape, this podcast is dedicated to your success. And now, your host, Joe Crane. Make a plan to do away with high-interest credit card debt by transferring your balance to a Navy Federal credit card. With a low intro APR and no balance transfer fees, you can pick the right card to help you save more. Check out NavyFederal.org for more information. All right, looking forward to this interview today. Today, we're talking with uh, Matt Kerner. You're a singer-songwriter, which is awesome. I don't get a whole lot of musicians on this show, so that's pretty cool. Um, you're, you got a new single out called Stayed Alive in 45 about your grandfather in World War II, got so it. I'm really looking forward to hearing that story and hearing about your new release. Um, before we do that, take us back and tell us about your background, where you're coming from. Man, so you know my name. My name is Matt Kerner, and uh, I'm from Southern California originally. I live in Nashville, Tennessee now, um, but I grew up in the heart of Orange County, um, just about 40 miles north of Camp Pendleton. So um, drive wow. by, drove by it all the time growing up, and I, I went to school out there. I went to college at the University of Arizona, and growing up, I was way more into sports than I was music. And so I wanted to be a professional baseball player and yeah. played, played baseball through high school and, and college. And, um, when, when the, uh, the baseball thing didn't work out, I trans, I kind of transferred into, uh, into some music after a few years out of college. That's awesome. Hey, I was stationed at Camp Pendleton for, for five years. So were you really, like, uh, let's what see, years? uh, let me see here, like 93 to 98. Okay. I was, I was, we were neighbors. <laughs> yeah. Lived, lived in Vista most of the time, but yeah, spent yeah, yeah, plenty yeah. of time there in Camp Pendleton. Um, yep, the area well. Yeah. So um, when, when baseball wasn't going to turn out, um, had you already been playing music at that time or, or did you just say, hey, I think I'm going to be a guitar player? Yeah, man. <laughs> I was so music kind of when I was 13 years old, my cousin, Sean, who was four years older than me, came to one of our family get togethers and he learned how to play guitar and played Freebird for the family at one of our get togethers when I was 13, he was 17. And I looked up to him. I still look up to, up to the guy to this day. And I just said, I want to learn how to play guitar. And he taught me a couple of basic chords. And it was one of those things where I was never, never forced into it. I, I ran with guitar and I, and I always had a decent voice. And so they kind of melded together and I just absolutely loved playing it. But even from 13 till about I graduated at 17 till like 20, 21 years old. It was just a hobby and fun. I was the guy, you know, that, that at parties that would bust out the guitar if people asked and I'd play some songs and things like that. Yeah. But it was never in my mind that I was going to be a musician for a living. And then really? baseball didn't work out. I graduated in 2010 from the University of Arizona. And for about two or three years, I worked a few odd jobs. I just didn't know that my heart wasn't into it. And through all that time, I was playing guitar. And then about 2012, end of 2012, I booked a couple of local gigs for fun. And they just, they kind of took off from there. And about a year went by through 2013 where I was playing these local gigs. And it was, I give a huge amount of credit to my parents. My parents were like, you, you sound good. People seem to like you. You can write some songs. Why don't you move to Nashville and, and try your luck in, in the music industry? Yeah. And I still think to this day, like what parents 
are going to tell their kid at 21 years old to go, go try that. And that kind of a hail Mary type of type of career path, Mm -hmm. but they did, they believed in me and it's been seven years and I'm still doing it and I'll be doing it for a while. So, Hey, we, we love Nashville. I mean, it's, it's, it's a great (laughs) up and coming city, but man, you gotta love the music. And, and we were were there just in back in October for just a couple of nights, but, um, got love out, you know, everybody, I guess Nashville is like the, uh, um, bachelorette party city of, of the world, practically like every Man, bachelorette my wife, party goes my to wife, Nashville. Yeah. My wife and I live right about three quarters of a mile from Broadway, the main yeah. strip. And there's these pedal taverns and a oh, lot of the yep. bachelorette parties come into town and get on these pedal taverns and their headquarters is right across the street from our apartment. So we hear, Man, if I have to hear a man, I feel like a woman and country girl shake it for me again. I'm gonna go insane. But we hear those songs every single day because they're constantly blaring them on those pedal taverns for the bachelorette parties. How'd you like to be the driver of one of those things? Listening to those songs. I mean, day. they look like they're having a blast. They really do. So I'm sure it probably gets old to them. But I got to tell you, they look like they're having just as much fun. So they're either really good at faking it or they really like that that music. Uh, that's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, you gotta love Nashville. So. Um, I'm curious when you when you first showed up in Nashville, what what was what was the reception like there, or trying to plug yourself into that community? Yeah, that, plugging yourself into the community has been has been really fun. I love going out and meeting new people, so that part of it was kind of an easy transition for me. And that's what you need to do here. You have to go out and meet new people and network and go to riders rounds and go mm-hmm. to go to different parties that people say and talk about. Don't. Don't ever say no to things because you never know who you're going to run into and meet. Um, so that part of it and meeting people has been, I'm not going to say easy, but it was a little bit more natural for me. As far as the music part of it, there's so many talented, amazing artists in Nashville that it's, it's, it's a really hard nut to crack when you're trying to make it actually in Nashville. And so for me, I found most of my success has been outside of the city. So if you can, you know, you write, you, you write your music and you play the Nashville game and you, and you get into that side of working in the studio and meeting different producers and things like that in Nashville. But as far as playing live and becoming an artist, I have found that if you go to different cities around the country and build up a fan base organically that way, you're able to go back. And then all of a sudden, the next time you go, there's 20 people. And then the next time you go, there's 40 people and it just grows and grows and grows. And over seven years, I've found little pockets throughout the country that I'm able to now go and, and tour and play those places once or twice a year. Um, yeah. And then continue to go back to those places to, to build up the fan base organically and then start to go to new places. So it's a slow process, but it's a really fun process because I get to play music while doing it. Yeah. I love the entrepreneurial aspects of what you're talking about because I mean, there's so many things and you may have the, you know, in business, you may have the greatest product or service, but if nobody knows about it, Meaning totally. like you may be a great musician, but if nobody knows about you, it doesn't really do any good. So there's a lot of marketing yeah. involved in that. Marketing's marketing is probably the most important. Obviously having the product. <laughs> so my product is obviously my songs and my music. And I'm honestly kind of selling myself as an entertainer. Yeah. But any product, you have to have a great product. And then just as important, if not maybe even more important than that, I think is you gotta have some sort of people skills. You have to be able to for me personally, so in my business, I've built relationships with the people who book music at the bars and the restaurants and the venues and the clubs mm-hmm. and things like that. And you cultivate those relationships over time um, because if you don't, they could forget about you. 
and you have to continue to cultivate those relationships. So that's right. something that's been huge for me is to, you, you have to have that interpersonal relationship aspect of your business. Um, I'm not saying you have to be everybody's best friend, but you definitely have to get comfortable with being able to talk to people and communicate with people and to keep those relationships up because people is what makes your business run. People's what's going to buy your product right. and rehire you. Yeah. You know, you touched on a little point when you're thinking about it. It's like building relationships and get along with people is not that hard, but it's amazing how many people don't do it. Sure. It, it's just real simple. Well, it's, it's meeting people it's and talking sometimes. to them. Right? Like if you have to go up, it's like cold calling. Like you have to, it's, if you don't know the person and you have to talk to them, it's not a super easy thing to just go up and spark a conversation. It's, there's kind of an art form that you kind of try to figure out. And by no means am I saying I'm, I'm great at it, uh-huh. but like you have to figure out a natural way to start a conversation with somebody right. who you don't have a relationship with. But once you get that relationship, it's smooth sailing. It really yeah. is. Yeah. That's awesome. I mean, it's a great point. Um, and I, yeah, honestly, I think there's probably a lot of buddy musicians out there that don't get that. It's, it's not, um, and you know, we have we have four kids between the age of eighteen and twenty two, really. Oh wow! And we I talk all yeah awesome. yeah thanks. I talk all the time to them about my wife and I too about it's not all about the GPA or how talented you are at something. It, it's it's so much more about who you know and and you never know who you know who, who's going to pay off in in the future. And we. And one of the things we talk about on the show a lot of is networking. Um, yep. A lot of veterans don't get networking. And mm-hmm. most guys, if you're looking to get out and get a job, you, you're going to network your way into a job way before something on your resume is going to get you hired. And it's the same with fun. developing relationships. You just have to develop those, those relationships and everything. Yep. So, and I think, I think that really does go back to, you know, there's a lot of people who aren't social and don't like to go out and do that kind of thing. And if you can get over that hump, you're, I always tell myself this, you're already at no. The, what's the worst thing that's going to happen to you? You're going to walk in. It might be an awkward conversation. You're going to walk out and be like, I didn't work. Yep. But the upside, and you're right, you're right where you were before. You didn't lose the upside is it actually works out. And now you've built a relationship with somebody and maybe that does turn into a job or maybe that turns into the person you just talked to knows somebody who you can talk to, to get a job. And so I always tell myself, and I, to this day, I still do. Cause it, cause even for me, it's, it's awkward to walk in and start a conversation with somebody you're at no already there. You can't go down. You can only go up. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, Hey Matt, um, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. So hold that thought. Thanks Joe. Carrying a credit card balance after the holidays. Trust me. We've all been there. Let Navy Federal Credit Union help you rebalance your priorities in 2021 with their balance transfer offer. You'll save more with a low intro APR when you transfer your balance from another lender to a Navy Federal Credit Card. Plus, with no balance transfer fees, you can choose the card that best fits your lifestyle and be on your way to doing away with high interest credit card debt. You can even manage your balance transfer safely and securely through the Navy Federal mobile app or online. 2020 came with a lot of unpredictability. And if you're looking to save more and take back control in the new year, transferring your balance to a Navy Federal credit card is a great first step. Check out NavyFederal.org for more information and to apply. 5.99 to 18% variable APRs based on product types and creditworthiness. Up to $1 cash advance transaction fees at non-Navy Federal ATMs. 
Messages and data rates may apply. Visit NavyFederal.org for more info. Navy Federal is federally insured by NCUA. All right, back talking to uh, singer-songwriter Matt Kerner. And uh, so, Matt, we're talking, um, I want to hear about your new single that just came out, Stayed Alive in 45, which inspired from your grandfather who served in World War II. Yes, sir. Yeah. My, uh, my grandpa was a world war two vet and I know Joe, you, you usually have a lot of veterans that come on this podcast. I am not a veteran. Just want to let everybody know. I just want to thank you guys for your service. You guys allow us to, you allow me to pursue a, a career in music because of what you do for us. So thank you guys so very, very much for your service. But, uh, my grandfather was a world war two vet and the song stayed alive in 45 is all about him and a story that he told me when I was a kid, I would always ask him about his experience in World War II, and he never wanted to talk about it, but I was seven, eight years old, and I didn't really understand or comprehend why he didn't want to talk about it, and so, mm-hmm. so kept asking him. And one day, out of the blue, he decided to sit me down at his dinner table and talk to me for three hours about his experience in World War II, wow. and it's something I'll never forget. And so I wanted to write a song about one of the stories he told me. He was 18 years old when he was sent over to Southern Germany to fight and he and 30 men were running along a riverside. They're being chased by a German battalion that outnumbered them pretty heavily. They came to a fork in the river and on the right hand side, a bridge crossed over the river and grandpa sergeant stopped the 30 men and picked five of them to stay back at the bridge. So that when the German battalion caught up, those five would slow them down for as long as they could. So the other 25 could run off and get away. It was a suicide mission. And Grandpa, at 18, was one of those five chosen to stay back at the bridge. And he made it through, thank God. And when you listen to the song, at the end of the song, you find out how he made it through. So mm. that's what Stayed Alive in 45 is, is all about. And um, this the single came out on all, all music platforms, Spotify, Apple Music, Pandora. Anywhere you listen to music, you can find it. If you just search Stayed Alive in 45, And then if you look on YouTube, really proud of this. We just released a music video for it as well. If you just search my name, Matt Kerner, or you can search Stay Alive in 45, it'll pop up. And the music video, the idea behind it is I've been playing the song for about five or six years. And a lot of people who have come out and watched me play it, that's the song that a lot of people request a lot and they kind of know me by. And um, so I decided I wanted, wanted to include as many people in the video as I possibly could. So I just put out on social media. I said, Hey, we're doing a video for state alive in 45. If you guys have pictures of your loved ones or veterans, please send them to this email. And it doesn't matter if it was world war two, Vietnam, Korea, whatever recent in Iraq, Afghanistan, anything Just send them to me. And I got flooded with a bunch of photos and in the music video, a lot of those people who sent me those photos, those photos have been uh, put in the music video. And so it's a, it's a pretty special, special video that I'm very proud of. So please check it out. That's cool. Definitely, definitely check that out. Great name and uh, coming from a great story also. Um, so how are you able to, if you, if you were only seven, eight years old when you told that story, how were you able to remember the details well enough to actually write a story. Were you able to go back and get fill in some details with him later on when you just a really to- great question. I, I just, it, you know, he told me a whole bunch of stories and there, there, there's another one I could tell you too, but I just remember him. And if I'm, if I'm going to be completely honest with you, maybe I've filled in some details without really knowing it, but that's what I remember from mm-hmm. what he told me at, at eight, nine years old. 
And it's just one of those things that always stuck with me. I'll never forget. I was, I was sitting at his dinner table. They had a white tablecloth that has a bunch of holes in them. Like I can smell the house. I can feel the tablecloth. I remember my grandmother coming and putting her hands on my shoulders and whispering in my ear, you need to pay attention to this because he never talks about this. I just, it's just, it's, you know, when you have things that you just remember Mm -hmm. and that night is one of them. And I mean, I don't think I filled in any details or maybe I have, but I wrote it. I wrote it when I was say 2014, it's 24. So it was 16 years later. So uh, that's what I remembered from the conversation 16 years later. Um, And another really cool thing about that is I wrote the song thinking I was the only, only person that he he did that with and he passed away in 09 I wrote the song in 14 and I wasn't quite finished with the song but it was pretty much done and I played it for my family um, and grandpa had nine grandchildren including myself and I played it for my family and each of them said he grabbed us and sat us down individually during that time too and so it obviously was something triggered in him where he wanted his legacy and his stories to be remembered um, through his grandchildren. And um, it was, it was, there was not a dry tear in the house when I played that song for everybody and everybody was like, we had the same experience. It was an amazing moment. <clears throat> wow. That's cool. Um, wanted to touch on a couple of things. Actually that story, that concept of that story reminds me of the movie Memorial day. Have you ever seen no. the movie Memorial day? I don't think so. It's not a very, old, I'm going to watch it. <laughs> it's only, it's not a really old movie. It's like probably in the last five or six years. Um, I watched it one time and I'm sure it's available on, you know, streaming, whatever. Um, it's called Memorial day. And it's it's about this kid who finally gets his, he pulls out his grandpa's footlocker and everything he pulls out of the footlocker, grandpa starts telling a story about it. And it was really cool because grandpa didn't, same deal as grandpa didn't like talking about stuff, but there was this footlocker had been locked up since world war II. Eventually this kid went into the army himself and was relating his experiences in Iraq with what grandpa had told him. And yeah. uh, it's kind of a cool story, but. Um, it's amazing. So that kind of leads me into one other thing real quick too. Like the, the power behind this song. When I wrote the song, it was a story about my grandpa and I knew it was going to be special to my family, but the power I think behind this song that I've seen over the years is when people who I've never met in my life and they hear the song come up to me after a gig or a show and tell me how it reminds them of their story. And that is really a big reason why I ask people to send me photos. But I, this, the power behind the song is the fact that I wrote a song about my grandfather and there's so many, there's thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of people, millions of people who have a story about their loved one that that song reminds them of. Yeah. And when I wrote it, I never expected it to, to, to do that. And it yeah. does. And it's, it's really neat. At the end of the movie Memorial Day, they flash this quote up. I don't know where the where it came from. Or I don't know if they made it up for the movie or whatever, but it's one of the best quotes. It says, in the end, it's the stories that matter, yeah. but only if you tell them. And mm. I'm like, oh, wow. It's like, hit me like a ton of bricks. I'm like, holy cow. That's exactly what I had with my grandpa. Yeah, it's at the end of the movie uh, in, that, in Memorial mm. Day. So, um, yeah. 
That's a great, great quote. You have to work, That's a good song you have to work idea. that in your concert. <laughs> Dude, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm going to write that down as a song idea. Yeah. That's in, really good. It's at, that, it's at the end of the movie, uh, Memorial Day. In the end, it's the stories that matter, but only if you tell them. So, really yeah. Cool. Um, That's good stuff. That whole concept about people like, you know, a lot of veterans don't like talking about it. I've addressed yeah. that with a lot of people I know. And I said, you know, with me, it's usually, it's usually that you don't, it's not that you don't want to talk about it. It's that you only want to talk about it. If you know, you're going to have a captive audience mm-hmm. because the stories that you can tell deserve to have people listening to them. You can't just kind of flippantly, you know, throw out yeah. some little story at a, you know, it, unless it's like a, unless it's like a, a story of humor or something, you can't really throw out one of these little stories sure. at the cocktail party or the, or the, sure. or the neighborhood get together or whatever. But so that I think, honestly, I think from my own experience, it's usually when, when people don't want to talk about it, it's because one, they're, they want to make sure you're actually interested to begin with. Mm. And two, they want to make sure that they have a captive audience. So you being a little boy, when you wouldn't leave him alone and continue mm. to ask and he, he, he knew you were really interested. So yeah, he wanted to make sure you had to sit at the table and listen to it if he was going to tell yeah. it. I just, yeah. I mean, my dad's a huge, I think, I think the reason, a big reason why I kept asking grandpa, my dad is a huge U S history buff. Mm. And so dad got me into U S history, even as a little kid. And then knowing obviously world war two being a huge part of U S history and finding out grandpa was a U.S. or was part of world war two is I think why, why I kept asking him. And, um, I mean, I will never have, the experience of, of, of being a veteran or being a soldier in combat and things like that. And so I can't even imagine what, what guys like you go through, but I, I mean, I can think of it as a human being and it just, it really kind of sobers me to think about the stuff that I, you know, complain about or get down about. And I think about, I had a, I had a quote on my phone forever and it said, it was on my home screen. It said, grandpa fought in world war two. What are you afraid of? Mm-hmm. That was it. And it was a huge, it was a a huge motivator for me. That's great. Um, Shifting gears a little bit. I'm curious, you're there in Nashville, singer songwriter. Are you able to scrape by being a, being full time at that? Or you got to keep a side J O B man. So there's a longer answer to that. (laughs) I have to give a huge shout out. And this goes back to, to, um, uh, networking and building relationships with people. For me, I've been able to make a great living. I'm no, I'm no, not a millionaire by any stretch of the imagination, but I'm also not a starving musician. I think there's a misconception between you're either a superstar or you're eating Mac and cheese every night for dinner as a musician. There's a massive gap in between that where you can make a good living as a musician. But the key to that is building a fan base and then that fan base, a lot of those fans become friends. And those people, they're always going to be fans, but they continue to come out and support you. Mm-hmm. And they'll, you know, if you come out with a CD, they'll buy the CD. If you come out with t-shirts, they'll buy the t-shirts. They'll come out to your shows and tip you. And a huge part of that, and I tell people this who start to get into music, is if you're playing gigs and you're on a break, that is the most important part of your gig. If you're, at a, if you're playing at a bar really? and you don't know anybody, but you've been playing and people have been engaging with you while you're playing. Do not go to the bar and have a beer, go to that table. And if it's, if it's strictly a thank you, 
here's a CD for free or a card or something like that. Please follow me on social media. If it's just that, that's okay. But most of the time it develops into a conversation. Yeah. And now all of a sudden you're not just the musician at the bar. You're the guy who played music that we loved and then came over and had a chit chat with us. That's We're awesome. for sure going to come back and, and see you and, and, and come back to your gigs and support you. And so if you do that over time, you build it's hard to call them fans because fans that, yeah. that just has the connotation of they're just, they're just fans of your music. You develop a friendship of people. And in that I have developed a ton of friendships and those, those people support me through my music career and they will continue to support me through my music career. So I'm forever grateful and indebted to, to the people who support me, not only coming out, but, they support me financially. And that's, that's the reason I'm not eating Mac. They're the reason I'm not even eating Mac and cheese every night for dinner. (laughs) They're the reason I'm able to have a good living and continue to be a musician. Yeah. I really love your perspective and how you have, you've, you've totally amplified to everybody listening, your, your ability to, to network and build relationships. And, um, there's a lot of musicians that don't do that. They're like, I don't want to go talk to the crowd. And like, most why, don't. And why it, are you in music if mind. you don't want to do that? Yeah. It blows my mind. It, it, it really does. I'm going to like 30 second rant. The guys who and girls who just want to play music that they love to sing and they don't want to play the, the Sweet Home Alabamas and, you know, the wagon wheels and stuff like that. You have to play that stuff to suck people in and then develop relationships. And then they're going to want to hear your music. And that's mm-hmm. how you develop it. If you just play stuff that no one knows, no one's going to pay attention. Anyway, that's just my two cents. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes I, I don't know what you would call that sometimes musicians, but, but business owners do it too. You know, like, um, I love this product I developed and people should just buy it. Yeah. No. Have you asked you have, people? What yeah. If you have a product, like if you have, you have 10 SKUs. Yeah. And one of your SKUs is selling 80% of your business. The people who don't play those big songs is like taking that skew out. Oh, my cat's here. <laughs> taking that skew <laughs> out awesome. and losing 80% of your business. Yeah. How in the world? How in the world? <laughs> That's hilarious. It'd be great for the, the like for, for those that only listen to us on iTunes or whatever, you can only get the audio, but I do, <laughs> I do post this on my, I do post the video on my YouTube. If you want to, if you want to see Matt's cat show up. Oh my God, that was hilarious. <laughs> yeah. And his, and his backside. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> but that's my point. Like if you have, if you have one product that's, that's making most of your money, you take that out. That's basically what musicians do when they're not, when they want to play just music that they like that no one else knows. It's like, you need to have more sense than that. If you want to make money, if you just want to be a musician and you're doing it for fun and you don't care, do it. Yeah. But if you want to make it a small business, you got to suck people in with the songs that people know. Right. And like the example you use with this, you got 10 SKUs and one of them is making 80%. You yeah. need to really, really pay attention to that one SKU and do more <laughs> or figure out how to blow that one up. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I, mean, I Honestly, that seems like business one-on-one to me, but I guess some people It really is, it. but you know, I think- Business 101 is, yeah, it's, yeah. people get too, too proud or, you know, pigeonholed into, yeah. into something. Um, in the military planning process, we call that falling in love with your plan. You're like, no, yeah. no, we're going, we're going, I got this great plan over here. Like, yeah, but we're not attacking that hill anymore. We're attacking the one over here, but I yeah. got a really good plan over here. Like, well, that's not where the enemy is anymore. Yeah. You so, need to be able to deviate and yeah. fluctuate and go with the flow and follow what the success is. Yeah, For sure. You know, really, like when music, when when you're when you're putting songs out there and you're you're paying attention to what the feedback your audience is giving back to you, 
they're telling you what they want to hear. They tell, they're telling you what what they like. And so you have to do that all the time. Absolutely. I try to pay attention as much as I possibly can. And it's, it's obvious. Like you can feel in my business, you can feel the energy of a crowd when they're liking a song. So especially when I'm playing stuff, like I know certain songs that work and certain songs that don't, but every once in a while I'll play a new song and it gets a different reaction from the crowd and I'm, I'm immediately like, Ooh, I got to play. I got to continue to play Something that song. There. Yeah. And that goes with covers and originals. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that really is business one-on-one. So it, it's, it's, I, I've never heard a musician put it that way. And so it was really cool to hear because there, there are common themes among all businesses and, you know, entrepreneurship is a process. It's, it's not, people think that entrepreneurship is, is the ideal product or the ideal service. Entrepreneurship is a process and you just grab ideas oh. and run them through the process, grab yep. song ideas and run them through the process. And the ones that come out on the other end and people buy them, those are your continue, winners. Continue that and start developing others. Do and more grow of that. Yeah, exactly. Totally. Yeah. Um, I'm curious. I had a, I had a, I'm, several years ago, I accidentally bumped into He's not the original lead guitarist of White Snake, but he's the current lead guitarist of White Snake. All right. One thing he told me in this short conversation we had, because there was, there was hardly anybody there, but I went up and introduced myself to him. I'm like, I go, who are you? Or what do you do? Because the way he was dressed, I'm like, you got to be somebody. He's like, <laughs> oh, I'm a guitarist for White Snake. I'm like, that's cool. Anyways, yeah. I said he had just finished a summer tour over in Europe. And I said, mm. so now that the tour's over, what do you do? You just kick back and chill? And he's like, no, I, 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 play, I play four hours a day every day. Mm-hmm. I'm like, even when you're off and not touring? Yeah, because if I don't play every day, then I'll lose, I'll lose the edge, and there's a thousand other dudes waiting to take my spot. And if I don't play, totally. if, if I don't play every day, I can't play the songs because they're so hard. Yeah. I'm like, Really? I was like, that's, that's interesting. I mean, I thought that was the coolest thing ever. Got to play every day. That's a microcosm, at, at least in the music industry. If you go down to Broadway um, today, you will see a drummer, like a lot of the musicians, the drummers, the bass players, the guitar players, even some of the singers, but mostly the musicians are a lot of them go out on tour with big names mm-hmm. and they continue to work even when they're not on tour, especially obviously this year with COVID going on, but even in normal years, like Jason Aldean goes on 50 to 55 date plays 50 to 55 dates a year. You got another 300 days in the year that you got to keep your chops up. Yeah. And you got, you know, the musicians that play for those big names go down to Broadway and play just to keep their chops up and take requests and learn songs to keep them on their toes. Mm-hmm. Because that, that the white snake guitar guitarist is one of many who do that. And he's exactly right. They all do that because the second yeah. you stop, you lose, you do lose the edge. You absolutely yeah. lose the edge. And I guarantee you, he's right. There's a thousand people who want to be the guitar player for, for white snake. And, and there's a thousand people in. in this city who could do it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And so I, to use that as an analogy towards business, it's like, you know, if you're running a business or you're involved in some kind of business, whatever it may be, think about what a guitarist has to do to keep their edge. And if you're running your business every day or, Maybe you're not running your business every day and that's the problem. Yeah. Um, think about that. Totally. And, and if you want to be an entrepreneur and a successful one, 99 times out of a hundred, you're working way more than 40 hours a week. 
You are, you, it's your business. There's nobody who's going to care about it more than you. And if you aren't working it more than 40 hours a week, I guarantee you other entrepreneurs who are right behind you are working it really, really hard. And you own your own business. You kind of never stop thinking about it. Yeah. It's, it's constantly on your mind. Right. And once you come to terms with that, um, I think you're better off. So you have to love what you're doing. Cool. Um, well, Hey Matt, we're getting close to the end of our time. Um, I do want to give you a chance to, to plug your song one more time. And how, yeah. how do we find you? I'm sure you got like a website or something where you can find yeah, the rest I do. of what so you're doing too. Stayed Alive in 45. Stayed Alive in 45 is the name of the new single. My name is Matt Kerner. My last name is Funky. It's spelled K-O-E-R-N-E-R. Matt Kerner. And if you search Matt Kerner on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Music, any of those platforms you can find the song and also the music video on YouTube. Um, and then if you go to mattkernermusic.com, that's my website and Matt Kerner music on all those social media platforms, you know, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all that good stuff. You can find me there too. So yeah. it's just, uh, my name's just funky. K O E R N E R. Your Matt name, Kerner. your name is not funky. Your name <laughs> Your name's actually Kerner, but okay, I get it. <laughs> All right. Yeah, PH. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Appreciate it. Hey, okay. I, I'm, I'm probably not supposed to ask you this. And, and if not, if it ain't cool, then that's fine. But you're sitting there and you got your guitar behind you. Do you want to actually play? I mean, or, or maybe you're not sure. supposed to or whatever. I don't, I know some musicians are like, quit asking me to sing a song every time. <laughs> I can play it if you guys want to hear it. Sure. Well, if I, you're hope, willing, I know if you're willing to do it, let's do it. Sure, man. Let's do it. That's awesome. Oh yeah. So I'll I'll, uh, I'll move this down a little bit. Hopefully, I know I I, uh, I dropped the ball on the whole microphone thing. So hopefully, this comes through okay. Sounds pretty good. Yeah. All right. So this is State Alive Forty Five. Hope awesome. you guys like it. Take a seat, Grandma. I'll fix you something to eat. Got a few things I'd like to say to you. Haven't spoken words since the fight, but I wanna talk now. Only God knows why. To take a couple minutes, can I have a few? Told me a story that I never heard. I hung on every word. Just a few years older than you, they sent me to a place I barely knew. A whole nother world on the other side. Living on the food, the army. And the cigarettes my mama sent I stayed alive in 45 Along the riverside we were running Yes, son, you could hear them coming Came to a fork, 
bridge on the right. Sergeant looked us dead in the eye, said, Father, you boys are gonna stay behind. Slow down so we can run into the night. I heard my name and I started to shake. For my brothers and them, yeah, I know what it's gonna take. So he hunkered on in and I said a prayer. I talked to God like he was standing right there. I got so much to do before I die. People always say there's a greater plan, but I swear to you I'll be a better man if I stay alive in 45. Well, I've seen the sights and i heard the sounds. So close, I can see their breath. They looked right, but they went left. Should have seen it when we ran like hell. Today I'm living well. Can look my grandson in the eyes. One day you'll have kids and a wife. You can tell them they can sleep tight. I stayed alive in 45. Yeah. Stayed alive in 45. Bravo. That's awesome. (laughs) Man. There you go. It's going to have to sell millions. Come on now. (laughs) <laughs> I hope so. That'd be great. <laughs> I really appreciate you doing that, man. That's, that's awesome. So especially on the spot like that. No problem. Thanks for asking. I, I get to play music for a living, man. I'll play for whoever wants to listen. I appreciate awesome. that. <laughs> well, Hey Matt, we're over time, but it's been well worth it. I appreciate you being here and telling your successful singer songwriter story. And um, next time you're looking for a song on Spotify or wherever to listen to, Stay alive in 45. Be a good one. Yes, sir. Thank you, Joe. Thank you to all your viewers and listeners. I appreciate you guys. You guys have a wonderful day. You bet. All right. We're out. Thank you for listening to Veteran on the Move, your pathfinder to freedom. If you like the show, leave us a review on iTunes. Reviews are always greatly appreciated. So until next time, this veteran is Oscar Mike.